Tom, my garden. Thriving. 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 My lettuce, unfortunately. So here's the thing. Lettuce does this thing called bolting. Does it run away? <laughs> no. I mean, I think that's kind of the idea, but um, if it gets too hot, for most lettuce varieties, at some point, they'll take that as a sign that they're supposed to start trying to flower and put out seed. Mm -hmm. So when they do that, they tend to get really bitter and they don't taste very good anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so unfortunately that happened with a lot of mine because I was, I wasn't picking them as hard as I could because I just, I couldn't eat all the lettuce. I had too much lettuce. Right. So unfortunately they bolted many of them, but everything else is thriving. I, I expect to have ripe tomatoes probably by, at least by the end of the month, I would expect. I have like um like a planter on my balcony that I put some like herbs in last year mm-hmm. and I meant to move it in and then I never did. Chives came back hard. Yeah, chives, chives after are sitting perennial. All winter, dude. I yeah. was shocked. I was chives like, are, I'm surprised they survived in a planter, honestly, because it. I don't know if it gets super. I don't know if it would get more or less cold. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just one yeah, of those chives like are perennial. half barrel looking things, and those chives are. Living their best You'll never get life. rid of them. Like, if you plant them in the ground, you have to, like, dig out this because they're bold. Is that what I could do to, like, cover the grass for dogs? Just do chives? Yeah, if you wanted to. I don't <laughs> know why you so would. Good. You should do clover before you do that. Nah, but Chives. Yeah, you could do chives. They end up being bulbs. I started some inside. I was super disappointed with myself. So when you seed start, you basically use a media that doesn't... You don't really need any nutrition in the media at all. Right. Um, just because they won't start seed. feeding yet. Um, but I had some that had already sprouted and they were growing. They're several weeks old at this point. So I'm like, I'll put a little liquid fertilizer in there. I scorched them. <laughs> like, I think, <laughs> I don't know if any of them will survive, to be honest with you. I was very sad. If you need some, I got you. What, liquid fertilizer? No chives. No, well... No, I think the chives might survive, but I might take you up on that because you can just split chives. And yeah. Like Next hostas. time you ever throw a bonfire, just go on the, you know, balcony I'll just and steal get some whatever chives. you want. The great chive heist. Of... Yeah. Well, this has been chive talk <laughs> for all your chive needs. My cucumbers are going nuts too. Nice, delightful with hummus. You're gonna have, oh, pickles is what I do. With them. Uh, I don't like pickles that much. You don't like pickles? Do you like a sweet and spicy pickle? I like them on things, and, like, I'll eat a pickle spear at a restaurant, which is weird. Okay, I never, well... I would never consider, like, buying those pickles that are wrapped and eat it. That's weird. But I'll eat a pickle spear with If it paper. comes with, like, a sandwich? Yeah, I don't know why. But restaurant pickle spears, those are, like, the super-duper sour dill pickles. Those are a little bit much to me sometimes, those mm. deli dill pickles. I tend to go a little less aggressive. I got some hot ones that I put on sandwiches, though. Mm-hmm. Sweet and spicy. The Supreme Pickle. I'm just going to call that out. Hello and welcome to We the Sheeple, your bi-weekly podcast guide into the wild and wacky world of conspiracy theories and misinformation and apparently pickles. I'm your host, Trent Jones, and with me, as always, my co-host, Tom McVeigh. Everyone's got a water buffalo. Woo! And, of course, our silent but definitely real producer, Devin. His species loves VeggieTales. <laughs> and vegetables. <laughs> and vegetables. Be like Devin, eat your veggies, kids. Well, that's the thing. If you like VeggieTales a lot, do you like vegetables or do you try to not eat vegetables because you're eating Larry? I mean, I don't like people and I'm not a cannibal, so. Huh. Yeah. You really cracked my um my categories with that one. 
marinate on that one. <laughs> Let that soak in. We're going to end up in that. Have you seen that TikTok trend that's going around now? That's like a surprisingly deep quote from a not like. I have, yes. Yeah. That'll Wait, be ours. TikTok corner real quick. Mm-hmm. Have you got to the part where it's the Irish song about Barack Obama, or am I just that mentally no. ill? Oh, what? God. No one else is on that part of TikTok. I'm intrigued now. I, I love the Irish. I've gotten the Irish guy screaming at Parliament. He looks like an like a old hippie, nice. and he's screaming at some. Le- it look, I don't know if it's a city council. I don't know what it is, but he's just yelling at them about how they shouldn't be listening to the United States anymore because we have a bunch of problems. Yeah, dude, I always think I'm on the part of TikTok that everyone else is because I keep seeing the same You sound. have the dankest memes. You send me memes that have like 5,000 likes, which is not a lot for TikTok at all, and they're just the weirdest me- <laughs> off-the-wall memes. Yeah, I'll be like, oh yeah, have you ever seen this one yet, Bri? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Your algorithm is great. <laughs> Fine-tuned. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Anyway. The Chinese government's like, what is up with this guy? <laughs> Negative 10,000 social <laughs> points. Oh, well. You'll never be able to get fast internet if you have moved to China. Darn. Tom, what do you think I'm going to talk to? You already know. Doing pretend, though? Yeah, pretend. Golems. What? Golems? You said Golems, which Gollum is the character from the Lord of the Rings. I think you meant Golems. The large, you know, made of stone automatons. I was just going with how you say the Pokemon name. I don't know, man. <laughs> That's Golurk. Yeah, he's based no, off... No, Gollum. What is are you talking about? Geodude. Doesn't he turn into Gollum? Oh. <clears throat> Isn't it, is it Golem or Gollum? I don't know. We're, we've diverted about three different times so far yeah, already. Yeah, tell me about JFK. Okay, that's what we're talking about. The JFK assassination. Finally. Classic. Big one. Yeah, this is a big one. And when I say... So, I am intent, fully intending at this point that this is going to be a two-parter. I don't even know if we'll get to conspiracies at this point. Because there's just so much background information to cover before we even get there. Well, we're going to chill in reality for once. <laughs> yeah. You can tell I didn't write this Well, episode. how much reality it is, is it will be a point of contention. Um, but in any case... I guess we'll just roll into it. And like I said, I'm going to preface that with we're not even going to scratch the surface on the conspiracy theories. I'm going to talk about some of them, but I didn't even reach the bottom of the Wikipedia page. Proudly, I will use Wikipedia as a starting source most of the time for research on these because then I can kind of bounce to different articles. Mm -hmm. But I try to move outside of just the Wikipedia page because I want to make it a little bit more, I don't know. And information that somebody couldn't just go to the Wikipedia page and read, because, you know, we're doing a podcast, so I figure I should at least do that. But this one didn't even have to do that. There's so many trees deep of Wikipedia pages that it was unnecessary to leave. Are we going to get to JFK Jr. tonight? Um, no, we won't. <laughs> Darn. I mean, it's tangentially related, I suppose. My specialty. I mean, he was directly related to the man, so. Hey. All right. So, first, let's do a little bit of background on good old JFK. Johnny K. John Fitzgerald Kennedy. John Fitzgerald Kennedy was born May 29th, 1917, to Joseph P. Kennedy Sr. and Rose Fitzgerald. I'm not, I couldn't tell whether it hurt that's, she just kept her maiden name or they just call her that. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But they were members of the prominent 
Kennedy family. Makes sense. Now, the Kennedy... Uh, I'll just start at the beginning of the Kennedy family. JFK's grandfather, they called him PJ. I can't remember what it was short for. I didn't feel like writing it down. Was the first Kennedy to be elected to public office in 1884, only 35 years after immigrating from Ireland. Okay. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, JFK's dad, Joe, amassed a fortune in finance and business. And so his dad was the one that started, like, the Kennedy, like, dynasty. Like, the prominent uh, political and business family. That, like, old money by American standards. Yes, yes. Old money meaning, yeah, 100-year-old money, basically. Um, They have a famous connection to Harvard. A lot of them went there. JFK went there. That's... To my understanding, if you were white and rich in the East Coast, that's where you went. Probably, or like... That or one of the other Ivy yeah, Leagues, I guess. Because Harvard is also in uh, Massachusetts. Yeah, I think so. Oh, we're talking about Harvard. I'm dumb. Right? Yale's in Connecticut. Yeah, Yale's, Yale's in Connecticut. Is it? I think it's so. like, But it's like... They're all there. They're it's all... real close to Harvard, isn't it? The East Coast is dumb. I know there's small. one that's like really, really... There's like two that are really close to each other. And then there's, MI... there's uh, MIT, which isn't Ivy League, but is prestigious as well. Yeah, no, man. I went to Central Michigan University. Yeah, I went to Toledo. The so. Harvard of Central Michigan. <laughs> you might say, seeing that it's the only college in Central um, Michigan. There's a community college. <laughs> um, but in any case, yeah. So, big money. Big bucks. Um... So, this is wild. There was a Kennedy serving in federal elected office from 1947 until 2011. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Like, a member of that same family was serving in federal elected office. So, either, to my understanding, for the most part, that would either be a member of the House of Representatives or a congressperson. So, like, there's a grand total of, like, what, that would be 635 members total so it is impressive on one hand but then think about like how many of the senators have been there for like 80 years and they're just right. geriatric so that could just be like three kennedys <laughs> i think that really is the case but jfk rfk and i don't know one of their sons i think another one but in any case LFK. so joe kennedy remember this was jfk's dad okay. joe kennedy had initially intended for jfk's older brother joe jr to be the politician oldest son you know he's the poster child um, JFK apparently considered a career in journalism. He mm. wrote for a newspaper for a period of time, apparently. Okay. But both JFK and Joe Jr. served in World War II. Um, and Joe Jr. was KIA, uh, killed in action in 1944 when his bomber that he was flying exploded mid-flight. Oh, so that's gonna be hard to politic from up there. Yeah. Well, Down there? Uh. Wherever you landed, I guess. Necromancy. <laughs> what? Uh, um, I mean, we basically have a bunch of corpses in office at That's this point. Saying. So, um, in any case, um, so obviously Joe Jr. was no longer an option. So JFK picked up the mantle. Um, so upon returning from his service in the Navy, like I said, JFK picked up the mantle and entered politics. So he would climb gradually. From the U.S. House to the U.S. Senate, and then finally would run for the presidency in 1960. He was only 35, youngest person to ever win the office. Wait, I he think was that's 35 when he was the president. I think that's as young as you can be, isn't it? I know there's an age uh, basement. 
I'm just... I think it's 35. Yeah, probably. But yeah, so imagine that he rose quickly from House of Representatives, Senate. I th- I don't think more than 10 years he served in that total. Must be nice. Isn't that crazy? Um, So he would run against the incumbent vice president at the time. He was, I believe, Eisenhower's vice president was Richard Nixon, if I'm remembering that correctly. I don't know. Somebody will correct me. Um, <laughs> not Tom, but somebody in the ether. Um, so he ran against, uh, Richard Nixon and he would narrowly win. Apparently it was a very close election. Um, many credit his youth attractiveness and his father's wealth and connections as key components to him winning. Wasn't it part of it too? Like it was the first televised debate and you have like, I was just about to cover that. Yeah. Okay. So, Spoiler alert. You no, know, what Tom is talking about in 1960 were the first nationally televised presidential debates, and Nixon looked terrible. JFK was young and attractive and well spoken. Nixon was not as well spoken and was very sweaty. He looks like a sweaty little rodent, dude. Yeah, like I said, like a J- sewer rat. as I wrote in my document, JFK was a looker and Nixon was not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he won the presidency in 1960, ran as a Democrat, I should point that out, mm-hmm. which is the Liberal Party, <laughs> quote Ish. unquote, here in the, what counts as liberal in the United States, um, Nixon was a Republican. Um, so his presidency was marked by very high Cold War tensions, so this is like, you know, cream of the crop of Cold War tensions, basically. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's one of the big things he had to do. Um, was navigate the Cuban Missile Crisis, which nearly resulted in a nuclear war. That was probably as close as we ever came to a full-out nuclear war. As close that we know as we've of. ever came so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, Give it time. And his uh, his administration tried several times to overthrow Fidel Castro's communist regime in Cuba, including the infamous Bay of Pigs. I just uh, need to write the invasion. episode about all the ways the CIA tried to kill Castro. It's my favorite thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> well, we should we could do a whole episode about the CIA's meddlings in foreign political affairs. Yeah, um, Cuba would be a funny one. Cuba would be funny because it did get comical there. Yeah, it's like Looney Tunes. Yeah, just that Cold War time was like just weird because they were like just throwing stuff at the wall and whatever stuck. Um, so he also uh, he. He challenged NASA to put a man on the moon by 1970, which they did do. He did 1969. Not Spoiler alert, he did not live to see it. Um, he also pushed for the passage of the Civil Rights Act, which would be enacted after his assassination in 1964. He was assassinated in 63. Um, Lyndon B. Johnson, his vice president, took over and rammed that through Congress. As far as I've ever heard, he like literally... People don't know how he got it passed. He, like, intimidated other senators, basically, to I get it I assume a lot of blackmail was involved. Well, no joke. That's what people are like. Yeah, he no. he had command over the Senate institution in a way that nobody else has done. And a lot of people say that he would, like, just, like, get... He was a big guy, Lyndon B. Johnson was, and would get really close to, like, other senators when he's talking to them and would, like, literally ball bust them to, yeah, he also, get it passed. Um, enjoyed revealing himself to people. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he had a, yeah. <laughs> Johnson's Johnson? Don't Google it. Or Google it. However you're feeling. <laughs> if you're feeling spicy, I guess Google Johnson's Johnson. Johnson & Johnson, a family <laughs> company. Not a sponsor of ours. Um, Alright. So, 
As is probably the most well-known fact about John F. Kennedy, he was famously assassinated. I thought you were going to say returning to be Trump's vice president. (laughs) Soon. Very soon. Soon to be the most famous thing about him. All right, so we're going to dive into some details into this here. um, Oh, yeah. Into this here assassination. Ooh. We're we're going to take our time. How's that sound, Tom? I'm excited. Dig into the nitty-gritty. I know some about this, but I think I'm going to learn things. Not enough. All right, so on November 22nd, 1963, Kennedy was in the middle of a trip to Dallas, Texas. He traveled a bunch of different places in Texas, apparently. Um, And ostensibly, he traveled there to smooth out tensions in the Democratic Party between some liberal people and some less liberal people. Um, And, you know, on the slide, begin his campaign for re-election in 1964. Um... Part of his itinerary was a long motorcade route through Dallas to maximize public exposure. Like we said, if you're going to try to, you know, get the ball rolling for your presidential campaign, you want to get some public exposure, right. some photo ops. Um, so that was the plan. Um, Kennedy was seated in the back row of a convertible in this presidential motorcade with his wife, Jackie Kennedy. Um while Texas Governor John Connolly and his wife rode in the front. Um, you know, normal average president riding in a, a convertible. convertible. Can you imagine the Pope riding in a convertible instead of his uh, Pope mobile? No, and I don't want to. His blinged out white Mercedes is like the funniest thing to me. So ridiculous. I think they should, like, you know how back in like the 80s, I think, they had like the bullpen cars that the like pitchers would like ride out from the bullpen in like they'd drive them out just there. golf carts they have like little baseballs and stuff in it i think That's we should awesome. make one for the pope that just looks like a pope hat oh so there's a traffic going on on wheels yeah let's get the pope a go-kart I'll say, let's we'll start a GoFundMe to buy the pope a go-kart i read he was gonna maybe step down i mean he's old yeah. but they're always old he of all the modern popes that i can that i've heard about He's the one that I could see being like, yeah, I'm out of here. Like, I, I'm i done. I'm going to go live my life after Palpacy. I mean, the last one did that, too. But... People see. He did? I yeah. thought he died. No, he's the first one that did it in, like, He was kind of years. a bastard, wasn't he? I don't know. I'm not Catholic, so I can say that. I just... Segway, or not Segway. Uh, departure. It? Departure. There you go. Um... Hey, it's related because John F. Kennedy, famously the first Catholic very elected Catholic, president. Very president. Um, I kind of love it when they're going to figure out a new Pope, because there's, like, all the people, like, oh, it's the Antichrist, this one, and it's all weird and secrety. I just, it's fun. Oh, white smoke or black smoke. Yeah. How do they make the smoke different? I guess you could throw, like, grass clippings, right? Something, something like, like that. that. But it's just... How do you make black smoke? Pomp and circumstance. I don't know. I love it, man. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, we should do, do that for, like, Joel Osteen's replacement. What would we burn? I guess, like... Joel Osteen. Children's books or something yeah, at this point. <laughs> we either burn Joel Osteen or books. Um, in any case, back to JFK and his assassination. So, um, long motorcade route through Dallas to maximize public exposure. JFK, back seat with his wife. Governor of Texas, front seat with his wife. Which I don't know how that worked, because then somebody else was driving. So maybe there were three rows of seats. I don't know. Maybe I didn't care to look that driving. carefully. <laughs> I don't think the governor <laughs> was driving. But in any case, um, while driving through Dealey? Is it Dealey or Dealey? I think it's, it's Dealey. Dealey? Oh. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Dealey, Dealey Plaza. 
At about 12.30 p.m., Kennedy was shot and killed by Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm, supposedly. Name that would live in infamy. Um, so. Would you say JFK was blown away? Oh, God. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you the best reconstruction of events. Um, I would say that is the general consensus of the official account of what happened. So you're going to play the Billy Joel song. <laughs> we didn't Tell me he doesn't sound like that when he's singing it. Um, so the best reconstruction of events I'm going to give you. All right. Oswald was positioned in a building called the Texas School Book Depository with a long-range hunting rifle. Okay. As the motorcade reached the position that he would end up shooting them in, Oswald fired one opening shot that is assumed to have struck Kennedy in the upper back slash neck and exited through the front of his neck. So the car was, like, past his position? Apparently, yeah, he shot him from behind. Okay. Yeah. And then that bullet, most, at least I would say the accepted story by the official investigation at the time, concluded that that bullet then kept going and struck the governor in the front seat, severely wounding him. I think it went, I don't remember where exactly it went, but it it had, like, a crazy travel path, too. Like, it went in his back... And ended up coming out and striking him in the wrist, too, and ended up hitting him in the thigh as well. So I kind of thought, like, really bizarre. getting more than one person with a single shot was just like a video game thing. No, I mean, with a high-powered hunting rifle, I mean, mm. there's carry-through, I'd imagine. Yeah. I mean, especially if you imagine a human neck isn't. Yeah. And I think their conclusion was that it didn't hit bone as well. Right. So Missed the famous neck bone. Yeah. Um. So, first shot, hits him in the neck, keeps going, probably hits the governor. The governor gets shot at some point, Whether which bullet is kind of a point of contention. But in any case, then he kind of waits a beat, by most accounts. Then he fires a second and a third shot. The third shot is believed to have been the one that strikes Kennedy in the head and, like, blows, him, blows his head up, basically. It's pretty graphic. Um, Blown away. Yeah, blown away. What else do you have to say? Um, And then one of those two shots, most investigations conclude that it completely missed and actually hit, like, the pavement because there was a guy that got... The only other guy wounded by that shooting, if I'm not mistaken, was this bystander who got, like, grazed by some bullet fragments. Um, So, like I said, um, Governor Conley was also seriously injured but would eventually recover. Um, and like I said, there are some discrepancies between investigations that we'll talk about as to which shot struck the governor, which shot struck Kennedy in the head. Based on my reading through, that seems like the most plausible, not goofed up reconstruction (laughs) of events. Um, then I'm going to read you kind of a pretty graphic uh, passage here from the, the Wikipedia article. Mrs. Connolly, the Texas governor's wife testified that just after hearing a loud, frightening noise that came from somewhere behind her and to her right, she turned towards Kennedy and saw him raise his arms and elbows with hands in front of his face and throat. She then heard another shot and Governor Conley yelling. Miss Conley then turned away from Kennedy towards her husband, at which point another gunshot sounded, and both she and the limousine's rear interior were covered with fragments of skull, blood, and brain. Ooh. Yeah, brutal. Brutal. Um, 
we'll talk about her again later. She kind of has a different recollection of which shot did what. Um, but that's, we'll get there. Um, Oswald fled. Um, they found the gun and at the sixth floor of the, that building I was talking the about, book. the Texas book Store. school book depository, um, with three bullet casings. Um, Oswald fled, eventually shooting and killing Dallas police officer J.D. Tippett, who tried to, who basically stopped to talk to him at some point, um, and then was apprehended a few hours later, um, hiding out somewhere. Apparently, they say he tried to be combative and shoot the police officers that were arresting him, but it didn't work. Um, so then, to thicken the plot even a little bit more, Tom. Ooh. So Oswald was arrested. And then a few days later, he was um, going to be transferred between jails. I think he was in, like, the city jail, and then they were transferring him to the county jail or whatever. Um, small jail to big jail. While he was being transferred, I believe this was in the police station, a guy named Jack Ruby just walked up to him and shot him. Ruby was a um, just a nightclub owner, I think it was. Okay. Just super random. Um, and Ruby claims he was distraught by JFK's killing and didn't want the first lady to have to go through a trial. Uh, Ruby later died in prison eventually. I don't know if he was ever sentenced or not, or if he died before the trial was finished. I don't know, but he died in prison. I have two things. Two things. You might get to this later and it might, you might not cause it might not be true. Was he like supposedly mafia connections or did I make that up? There are a lot of speculations about that. I didn't get deep enough into okay. the weeds on him specifically to know whether that was not a big true or not. Curious or if I was mixing it up with something else I'd heard. I think he was definitely kind of a underworld shady character who yeah. had a lot I mean, of connections with yeah, yeah shady people because he was a nightclub owner. Second thing, can you imagine if like not even the president, some politician got assassinated today and they're just chilling at the county jail. They'd be in Guantanamo. Like, right. it'd be like full, like, military, like... Well, the craziest part to me is how does this random right? jook, like, walk into the police station with a gun? Like, it's in, like, it's insane to look back today and think about how relatively chill security-wise things were how until... How easy crime was? Yeah, until recently. Because even, like, flying. Like, you used to just walk up to the gate I don't even know if anybody checked your luggage. You just got on an airplane yeah. before 9-11. It's crazy to me. It's like, oh, he just killed the president. The boys at the county jail will keep him. <laughs> yeah, it can handle him. He can just go to the one next to the drunk tank. <laughs> um, all right, Tom. Crazy. So we're going to cover next the official investigations, of which there are many, and we Ooh. don't talk about But first, we're going to hear some message. From our sponsors. Would you say our ears are about to officially investigate some great products and or services? Oh, beautiful, Tom. Beautiful segue work. Professional podcaster. All right. Shilling corner hour order. Is that what you said? Sure. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you found those advertisements to be enriching. Yes. Anyway, back to JFK and his assassination. So, we're going to talk about... We talked about a loose 
you know, surface level view of the events that occurred. Yeah, it's like what you're going to learn in history class. Yeah, the fundamental bullet points of what happened. And bullet points. I mean, they are bullet points in my documents. So. But pew pew. Oh, <laughs> there were more than three bullets in my document. Um, are you the other shooter? So, <laughs> yeah, I am the other shooter, which we'll get to. Not in, Probably not in this episode. Um, so the infi- official investigations... So there were several government investigations that spanned decades um, with major discrepancies between them. It's wild. So the first and probably most obvious was the Dallas police investigation. They basically kind of did the groundwork. They questioned Oswald, but he didn't really say much of anything. Um, And they performed some forensic tests, but as with most forensic tests, they're made up and (laughs) don't work. That's a pretty wild thing to look into. Maybe we'll do an episode on that at some point, but even modern like forensic techniques that have been admissible in court for a long time are have basically no basis in real science. <laughs> anyway. Right. Um so yeah, they did their preliminary investigation, but obviously very quickly it got taken over by federal authorities. Um so then comes the FBI investigation. They concluded that three shots were fired, the first striking Kennedy in the back and exiting his throat, the second striking Governor Conley, and the third striking Kennedy in the head. So they rejected what will become known as the, I think it's either the one bullet theory or the lone bullet theory, whatever it is. Um, And then some conspiracists call it the magic bullet theory, because, anyway. Um, So, perhaps... And this, at this point, I'll break to talk about a very, perhaps the most important piece of evidence in this entire thing is the clear, some of the clearest video footage that was taken of the assassination. It's called the Zapruder film. You've probably heard that term before, even if you don't know what it is. I have, and it's also just a really cool name. It is a very cool name. So, named after, um, I think he was like a dressmaker or something. <laughs> Something, some random occupation like that. But his, he was just an onlooker named Abraham Zapruder who was shooting on like his amateur home video camera. That's such a good name for a D&D character. <laughs> Abraham Zapruder. And I think based on some interviews I've seen with him, he almost like didn't bring the camera that day. Like he almost brought it on a whim. Huh, nice. um, so it's a 486 frame, 26.6 uh, second video shot on eight millimeter film okay um he sold it shortly after the assassination to life magazine i don't is that still a magazine i think it's still i feel like it's like in dentist offices exclusively (laughs) um he sold it for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars at the time guess how much money that is in today's dollars i want to see how close you get 62 million Okay, you're wildly off. Uh, one one point three three million dollars in twenty two dollars. That's not the worst thing ever, I guess. Short. So he sold that shortly after, but he urged them not to show the public frame a an infamous frame number three hundred and thirteen, which is what? What is it? So it's like the most graphic detail of JFK's head exploding, basically. Um, in the entire video, um, they obliged and published stills of like 30 other frames from the thing in their magazine. 
you, I will tell you, you can easily find this online now, like undoctored, just original including video of it. 13. Yes. Including frame. It is graphic. I'm did not going to lie it? to you. I did watch it. Huh. It's kind of chilling just to watch another human get killed. Yeah, but... It is a little messed up. And then like you get to see the wife's reaction and stuff. It's chilling. Poor, I would assume. Not, not thrilled. It's like you can tell it's somebody that's in shock. Like, yeah. is not fully processing what has just happened to them. Well, to their husband, I guess, but... Yeah, to them, too. Um, there's also a va- very famous picture of her standing next to Lyndon B. Johnson on Air Force One as they're flying, I assume, back to Washington. Like, that night as he's being sworn in, and she's just like... The look on her face is like, oh my gosh, it's terrible. Um, They claimed that she didn't even change clothes at that point, but you can't tell whether they're blood spattered or not right that's messed up dude it's yeah it's brutal um it's it's hard to remember sometimes that with the things like these things like at the end of the day like a man was brutally murdered in public um so the zapruder film itself wasn't shown to the pub like the whole thing in film format wasn't shown to the public um until 1969 nice um, at the trial of Clay Shaw. Shaw was a New Orleans businessman suspected of conspiring with Oswald to an- assassinate Kennedy. We will circle back to this next episode when we touch on all the conspiracies. This is one of the two I'm going to dig real deep on, and okay. it's it's buck wild. Just let me tell you that. <laughs> I'm um, excited. So, um, the first like big official investigation that wasn't carried out by like a law enforcement agency was called the Warren Commission, the now infamous Warren Commission. So I think I've heard of that. So it was formed by President Johnson um in nineteen sixty three. Um they published an eight hundred and eighty eight page report on September twenty fourth, nineteen sixty four. It's a lot of pages. Yeah, it only took them a year to get that many pages. Um efficiency. So it concluded the following. These are just kind of some summary bullet points. Oswald acted alone in killing Kennedy. There was no conspiracy, just him. When the, So I'm going to use the term conspiracy, when meaning just like a plan by multiple people. That's how it'll be used in this, not like a, a conspiracy theory versus a conspiracy. Like they're saying he wasn't like a communist sleeper agent or something? Correct. He wasn't part of any organization or a group of people that plotted this out. Just a cuckoo. Just one guy acting alone. Um, and they didn't even really conclude what his motive was because they they didn't have enough time to talk to him. He didn't say anything before he got killed. Um, and Ruby acted alone in killing Oswald as well. <laughs> and I wrote in my notes, this is a very old lady who swallowed the fly <laughs> set of events. The assassin killed one guy and then another guy killed the assassin. Convenient. You know, the classic, you use a night uh, club owner to handle your assassin when he gets loose in your house. I have one on speed dial. <laughs> um, there were three shots fired, all of them by Oswald from the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. Um, the first struck Kennedy in the neck and was not necessarily immediately lethal. They don't believe that he was dead at that point. And he may have even been able to survive who knows? Um, then they assumed that the same bullet for that struck Kennedy in the neck went to strike the governor. 
Like I said, they're kind of calling it the lone bullet or single bullet theory, whatever. Um, Then one of the other two shots, I don't even think they conclusively, they may have conclusively said which one struck where, but basically they say they know there were three shots. One of them shot him, the first struck him in the neck. One of the other two shots lethally struck Kennedy in the head. The other one they believe was a complete miss. Um, About 45 minutes Afterward, Oswald killed Officer Tippett, the police officer I told you about. And there is no evidence of a conspiracy by either gunman. And there was no determination as to Oswald's motives. I kind of mentioned that before. Um, so that was the first one. It's kind of funny to note, and I'm sure I'll rehash this in the next episode, but several members of the commission were reported to have been resistant to and didn't want johnson to create this commission because they just figured it was going to cause less of a consensus and more i forget what they call it either division or conspiracy whatever they called it and it would largely prove to be correct they were a little prescient on that one yeah (laughs) um so then the next thing that happens it's called the ramsey clark panel this was a panel of four medical experts appointed by the attor- then Attorney General at the time, Ramsey Clark. Um, they concluded one bullet struck Kennedy in the rear base of the neck on the right side, missing the bone. And a second bullet, they, didn't, they weren't really concerned with which bullet it was, just a second bullet entered the skull from behind and destroyed the upper right side of the head. There was disagreement, some disagreement with between them and the original Warren Commission at the specific position of the shot that hit his head. So, <clears throat> why do we have so many commissions about I, the angle of three bullets? It's bizarre. It's really weird, and it's really it's easy to understand why there was so much. Because right, I feel like you've told me the same thing about three this. times. Like, right? They're just really pushing this, man. I'm kind of getting a little suspicious. So then it spices up a little bit later. We got something called the Rockefeller Commission in 1975 into the actions of the CIA. I think this was kind of on the back of the wave of Watergate fallout where people wanted to know what was going on inside of the federal government. Particularly agencies like the FBI, the CIA, stuff like that. And in the most like federal government way, they do it in such a way that creates even more distrust. Right, exactly. Um, and it brushed up on the assassination, but didn't really establish much new. I think they were just being more critical about the CIA and the FBI's involvement and what they knew and what they didn't know. Um, then we have the Church Committee, also in 1975, a committee about intelligence agencies specifically and how they gathered intel um and it was specifically focused on watergate at that point but again it found that in just in the course of these investigations it found that both agencies were deficient in investigating the assassination and withheld vital details from the warren commission i think the church committee might have been the one we talked about in mk ultra that kind of put that out into the public too i wouldn't be surprised yeah i think it was yeah um, it would make sense. Um, yeah, like I said, it found that both agencies, the CIA and the FBI, um, were deficient in communicating with the Warren Commission. Um, then, <laughs> later, we have the House Select Committee on Assassinations. 
known as the yeah, <laughs> HSCA. Um, they were a group formed, a special committee formed by uh, the House of Representatives in 1976 that investigated the assassinations of John F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr. Because Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, like, I think in 68, so like five sure. years later, yeah, four years later. Um, they, this is where it gets spicy, Tom. Spicy? They notably concluded that there was likely a conspiracy. That Oswald did not act alone. Ooh. Not only that, they concluded that there was, I think, four shots. One of which was fired from, I think, they actually said, like, the grassy knoll, I think. Uh, the grassy knoll. That's where that all comes from. This is where, it, like I said, it really hits the fan here. But they concluded that, um, so they, it's pretty widely held that they concluded this almost entirely on the basis of a recording of a police channel, basically like radio. It was called a dicta belt, um, hmm. recording. And I looked it up. I had never heard of this. This was just like the major way you like recorded audio at this time. It was kind of like a primitive tape player. Okay. Um, tape recorder. Um, so they had this and they did some audio analysis that they talked about, but all this, uh, analysis was later discredited. So I'll just read you a quote from the Wikipedia article that gives you a quote from the officer that they allegedly sourced this audio from. Um, however, McLean, that's the police officer stated that he was not yet in Dealey Plaza when the assassination occurred. A skeptical McLean asked the committee, quote, if I was, or if it was my radio on motorcycle, he was a motorcycle cop. Uh, if it was my radio on motorcycle, why did it not record the revving up at high speed plus my siren when we immediately took off for Parkland Hospital? Parkland Hospital was where they rushed him to, even though he was well dead by that point. Um, they also said that the Warren Commission, Commission? They also said that the Warren Commission and agencies generally did a good job of investigating Oswald, but were deficient in their investigations of a possible conspiracy. Hmm, so they're kind of claiming the opposite. Spicy, exactly. They, like, almost completely contradict the Warren Commission. I feel like there's a John McClane diehard joke in there somewhere, but I haven't figured it out yet. Alright, so then I'm going to read you one last piece of information about the official investigations. So then later I should act. Oh, this will talk about it. Okay. So documents, this is a quote documents under section five of the president John F. Kennedy assassination records collection act of 1992 catchy were required to be released within 25 years of the bills. October 26th, 1992 effective date. Most of the documents were released on October 26th, 2017, um, but exercising a provision of the 1992 act that allows for a president to extend the deadline, President Trump, our Cheeto-in-Chief, uh, set a new deadline of October 26th, uh, 2021 for the remaining documents to be released. So he basically held some back and pushed off the release date. Then, in October 2021, Papa Biden uh, did the same thing. He further extended the deadline to December 15th, 2022, citing delays related to COVID-19 pandemic. 
That's my favorite. So, again, you understand why people make conspiracies about this. This well, is super I'm, sketch. I'm really weird. Why are they not releasing all the I information? I don't believe them now. It doesn't make any sense. I am a conspiracy theorist on this. You're a conspiracy theorist. Okay. So, Tom. We're going to make this a two-parter because covering all of the conspiracy stuff would take way too long. I'm about halfway through my prepared notes, if that, <laughs> maybe a third wow. of the way through my prepared notes. So there is so much more that we're going to cover uh, in the next episode. Ooh. What, are you, what are you thinking so far? I think I don't believe the official government account at this very moment. And then you're going to tell me the conspiracy theories. I'm going to be like, nah, the government's right. And that is what I think. So the funniest part to me, and this is just a general kind of observation I've had about U.S. history, is I feel like we tend to romanticize the 1960s and I guess even kind of the 70s by proxy. We kind of we kind of romanticize that as like America's heyday, right? You hear that a lot because it was like the peak of manufacturing in America. Yeah. It was before it all started to get outsourced in the 70s and 80s and before like the collapse basically that fell out of many communities as a result of that. Um, but if you really like dig into the political histories of the 1960s, it's like tumultuous. Like... There's a lot of stuff that's going on. Like you talked about, MK Ultra was thriving during the 1960s. Right, and I mean, you have the communism stuff, the whole... Right, Red, Red Scare. Scare. You have, like, the hippies, Vietnam, like... Yeah, you have Vietnam and war protests. You have race riots, basically, the whole civil rights movement, the Black Panthers, Malcolm X. Yeah. All that stuff is happening in the 60s. So we kind of romanticize it in our memory because the economy was good, but it was a tumultuous time in American history. That then Nixon steps into and it makes it more tumultuous with Watergate. Um, but yeah, isn't that wild? This is like all these different investigations and none of them agree with each other. So funny, but we'll talk about more of the specific details in the next episode. Any more comments, Tom? Questions, comments, concerns? Are you talking about the lady with the babushka? Does she come I, I will mention her name because I thought it was funny, but I won't really. Okay. I'll briefly mention what she goes to. There's, there's some her. fun witness names. Yeah, they, they had, like, all these funny witness names because they just had, like, footage and film and, like, photographs that they right. were reviewing. So and they, they like, just nicknamed forward, people. So like, you're babushka. Well, yeah, and then they, you're like, publicly Joe. call them out, basically, like, who is this? You might have information. And then the people come forward eventually, but. All right. Well, stay tuned for the next episode of We the Sheeple, where we will discuss all things uh, conspiracy. I shouldn't even say that. Not all things conspiracy about the JFK assassination, because I barely scratched the surface. Um, If people had specific ones they want me to look into, we can maybe do a follow-up episode at some point in the future, but we'll get into it. Well, thank you all so much for listening, or... Dear, dear listeners, thank you for lending us your ears for however long this episode was. Yeah, we enjoyed traveling down your your canals. Oh, titillating your stirrup and saddle. <laughs> are those the those are the bones in the yeah, ear. Probably, aren't they? I don't know. Um, find us on Twitter. We have one of those, right? We do. Yeah, like we the sheeple pod. 
Tom doesn't really tweet anything, but maybe he does. Maybe. Send me dang memes. Who knows? If you want to, I don't know, protest Elon Musk, we also have a, uh, a Gmail account. That's probably a better way to directly get in contact with us. I do check it. Um, if we ever get emails from a listener, I'll respond. Send us recipes. Send us... Alternative footage of the JFK assassination. Oh, yeah. If you have hidden, never-before-seen footage of the JFK assassination... We'll give you less than $15,000 for it, or $150,000. We will send you a pack of gum, probably. A t-shirt. We'll give you a t-shirt. Oh, yeah, we'll give you a t-shirt. If you have suggestions of future topics you'd like us to cover, if you have corrections, something we got wrong, if you have feedback, just generally, about the podcast, um, or if you just want to say hi, let us know. Um, I think that's all we have, right? Oh, tell a friend, tell your mom, tell your dad. These last couple episodes have been kind of anti-government, so I don't know how <laughs> how well those will go over for the average uh, parent. In... Want to get disinvited for Christmas? Maybe suggest us. Oh yeah, just blast this pod. Like walk in with a portable speaker, blasting this podcast, and all right, bing bang boom. You'll never have to go to a family function ever again. Hey, that's what we're here for, really, is to alienate you from your conservative parents. Um, I think that's all we got. That's all I got. So until next time, wake up, sheeple. Wake up in a Boston accent. (laughs) We will make it to the moon. I can't do a Boston accent. I can't either.